Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. And I am solo tonight without my sidekick, Melissa. She is actually uh, enjoying a little vacation time. She is in Las Vegas. And uh, hopefully she is enjoying herself. She deserves that uh, time off for sure. Uh, Certainly, it's a little difficult for me here trying to figure out how she does all this stuff in the back end. But we have George in the WATD studio. Hello, George. George. Hi, Sharon. How you doing? I'm doing great. And talking about vacations, we didn't get an opportunity last week to talk, but I know that you were living abroad there for a month out in uh, the wonderful world of Europe. How was your vacation? Well, not just Europe, but it was basically three continents in 24 days. And yeah, it was definitely different from the usual fare that I'm used to in America. Europe is similar. I was in London for two days and actually three other towns, Windsor and Bath and Stonehenge. The weather and the countryside is remarkably similar to New England, but they call it New England for a reason, because it's based off of England. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, to Italy and Greece and a couple other places, and i got to tell you, if I ever go missing, that's where everybody should go uh, to find me. So um, I know we're trying to get all of our other guests up here, and I think that we may have managed to do that. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> hello, hello. Can you, you hear me? never let them see you sweat. <laughs> so um, we are doing stage two um, of or part two of our such an interesting conversation that we had uh, started a couple weeks ago. And I have, um, was it three weeks ago? He said three. Was it Mark? Mark is there. Mark, Mark Itell is with us, and he is uh, Mr. Mortgage from Florida. And we also have Jasmine Glasgow, who is from Maritime Mortgage. She is on here all the time. And Jasmine, I was talking to Mary today because we have a big town meeting tonight, so we're going to get interrupted at one point just so I can talk to the chiefs. Uh, as you know, I'm a big proponent, and I sit on the committee for the public Uh, public safety building committee and we go to town meeting tonight it's right at seven o'clock so I gotta shoot out the door I was like we need to train Jasmine to just take over the show (laughs) 
I can end it out. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I'm so glad, I'm right? going to talk real estate. <laughs> yes, and I'm not sure if Mark is having a difficult time. I could hear him earlier, but now he looks like he's looking at some stuff. So is he in or is he not? I think he was having trouble. Mark, can you hear it all? Oh. We had him no. fine earlier, so I don't know what's going on. So maybe send him. Did you use the link I sent you in the chat? Yes. All right, send yep. that to and him then as I well. Joined as a panelist, so I'll do that right now. Okay. And um, I put you in there as a host, so there's something certainly going on in the back end. We also have another guest in studio with us. You know the rules here, my friend. You have to I get do. nice and Hello, close. Everyone. Yeah, hold on. Jasmine, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm nice doing to see you. Well, thank you. Same. <laughs> so we have Mark McNamara in studio with us as well because I don't like being here alone. So um, <laughs> I'm going to let you and Jasmine just take over the show so I can try to send Mark a new link. Does that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jasmine, why don't you take over just for a couple minutes, too, and let all of our listeners know who you are. Um, and because I know everybody does already know you, but give yourself a little intro, give yourself a little applause here and let people know everything that you do. I know your team is wonderful because I was just on the phone doing like a um, Facebook. We can't do that with you. I'm not Facebook, but um, FaceTime, FaceTime with Thank myself, you. with Mary, our two clients. Well, Mary and Sam and our two clients and George <laughs> trying to figure out loan to value stuff. So um, I, I know I'm, I'm the green dot on anyone's <laughs> text message chain. And I apologize for that. Um, during my nine to five, I well, more like six to, to 12. Um, <laughs> I am the broker co-owner of Maritime Mortgage, where we just figure out financing for people. Mm -hmm. It's a whole host of fun. Um, and a couple weeks ago, we were talking about some of the changes in the mortgage industry um, that have been coming down the pike for, for some time. We got the announcement in January, but apparently the media got a hold of it mid-April. Mm -hmm. um, and so a few weeks ago, we kind of discussed that. And I think that's the conversation we're going to be picking up again today. So I know the mortgage, mortgage news has been tough with mine financial news has been kind of running the headlines recently i don't know if i don't watch local news on purpose it's mm -hmm. just you know it's just sad for yeah. me so i don't know if you guys are seeing it on the local side but in the national news it's been mortgage this mortgage that and so much of the time is usually just like people from my company just yelling at the screen like that's not true that's not what that means uh which is the purpose of part two of this conversation so once we have Mr. Mortgage back, which I just love that name, Mr. Mortgage I Radio. Know, and he's so good, and I feel bad because I know when he we first came on and we did a test, I could hear him. He was just a little low, um, mm -hmm. but I could hear him, so I don't know what happened. So hopefully he'll make his way back in because he's a wealth of knowledge as well. Uh, so we will try to get him back in. Um, why don't you give everybody sort of a synopsis of what we talked about uh, two weeks ago and just, you know, the rumors that people are hearing. And I think that that's the most important thing because that's what I feel like we're trying to, the sky isn't falling and everything that we're hearing, it's, it's really making me nervous, Jasmine, that I'm hearing people say, oh, then we should just ruin our credit score. Like this doesn't seem oh, fair. Yeah. We got to stop that madness. So fill yes. everybody in on what the truths are. And I'm going to work in the back end while you're chatting to try to, try to get Mark in there. 
Sounds good. Yeah, Mark and I, um, Mark Itell and I, not that, you know, Mark McInerney and I haven't geeked out before, but Mark and I, <laughs> the other Mark, Mark too, and I do it every Thursday. So um, I think we'd agree with my synopsis here. But essentially what happened is the loan level pricing adjustments, which are adjustments that Fannie and Freddie, um, which are the, the big proponents of conventional financing, right? These are the things when you hear conventional, you hear Fannie, you hear Freddie, um, they're nothing more than an entity. They're enterprises, they, they are, they're running the underwriting rules that are determining credit risk, essentially. They rolled out these loan level pricing adjustments back in 2008 when they determined that due to all the foreclosures, there should be risk-based pricing. For, for mortgage interest rates. So not everybody across the board gets the access to the same capital. They also rolled out a bunch of rules at the same time. So it's not like this is a new thing, but what had happened in January was they made a big adjustment to loan level pricing. And instead of just making credit-based decisions more expensive, so say like if you have a low credit score, low down payment, making those, those proponents of mortgages more expensive, what they did is they balanced some other things out. So, so certain credit buckets were getting like discounts. So instead of it being a cost, it would be a credit based on certain FICO determinations. And they did an evaluation. And by the way, this was out for public comment all of 2022 so this isn't news to industry professionals but this is like the consumers learning that there's a little man behind the curtain right this mm -hmm. little wizard of all discovery so it feels personal to people but instead of you know just making it more expensive for those higher risk quote-unquote higher risk borrowers what they did was they made it cheaper for some of those credit buckets because it was significantly more expensive than it is right now so they made some improvements on that side but they also made it a little bit less advantageous at certain other buckets so some of the higher credit larger down payments and now it wasn't it, you know people feel it's a little bit of a robin hood taking from the rich to give to mm -hmm. the poor type of situation but mm -hmm. what they did is they determined that the, the the credit risk has been so low for so long right the foreclosure mm -hmm. rate has never been this low uh, for this long anyways and mm -hmm. so we're seeing we're seeing risk kind of mitigated across the board it's just lower risk and they're determining that it isn't the FICO it isn't the down payment necessarily that's going to prevent certain people from foreclosing and, and guarantee that others will and so they're balancing their books a bit mm -hmm. but what happened was this rolled out and it it came in in a media blur saying that the the, the better credit people are, are getting taxed on this and it it became very political which is happening a lot in our industry um and it's neither here nor there this was out for public opinion for a very long time it was rolled out in january and mm -hmm. has been in pricing for a long time but the announcement said may 1st all all loans delivered to fannie and freddie may 1st or after will have these fees well those those loans that are delivered to Fannie and Freddie have to go through a loan originator. They have to go through closing, then post-closing, and then mm -hmm. they're delivered. So it, lenders started pricing this in the first week of February. This isn't something this that isn't something new. It's just we're just hearing about it. And Mark, I know you're on mute, and we also have callers. So I, I'm sorry to do this, but Mark, can you hear us okay now? 
perfectly. Oh, yeah, and you sound great. Perfect. So we have Mark Itell with us as well, and he is my friend from Clubhouse. I like to say that he's my friend. He's such a good guy and such a wealth of knowledge. I love having him on a couple weeks ago, and he was gracious to come back with us tonight. Um, but I just have to break for a few minutes because I have two very important men on hold right now. Uh, so I have Chief um, Viveros, who is the chief of the Pembroke Fire Department, and I also have Chief McDonald on, who is the chief of the Pembroke Police Department. And um, as you know, tonight is town meeting and we have a big event going on. So hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hi, chiefs. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Perfect. So why don't you give our listeners a little idea of what's going on, what we are, you know, what our committee is looking for tonight and uh, give everybody the big, hey, you're invited to town meeting tonight. So we're having the meeting tonight and we're looking for residents to come in and support the police and fire, knowing that our facilities are inadequate and we have to protect our first responders so they have the tools to do their job. We ask that you come in tonight to vote yes and on the ballot yes on Saturday. Perfect. That was short and sweet. And what about you, Jason, or Chief? It's a, this is just a really important project for our town. You know, our um, public safety personnel certainly deserve better. Uh, the conditions that they're working in are, are substandard. Um, this will improve public safety throughout the town by improving response times. There's just so many benefits to this project. We hope that people come out tonight and support it. And as uh, Chief McDonald said, um, again on Saturday. So it's, uh, it takes two votes, one tonight and another one um, Saturday at the ballot. And I know that um, I had you also on my show on Saturday, and Christine James from WATD did such a fabulous job interviewing you, and uh, Sheriff McDonald came uh, as well, and we also had uh, Deputy Chief Wendy LaPierre uh, in the absence of Chief, Chief McDonald, uh, who wasn't able to attend, and we had a lot of good information on that. I think tonight there will also be uh, some presentations that will be given probably from town manager. Is that how that's going to work tonight? Yes, I mean, the video itself uh, speaks a thousand words. So if you actually come and watch the video and see some of the conditions that we're working in and some talking points, you'll get a better understanding of what the needs are. Absolutely. And Jason, any last words uh, words from you as well? I'm sorry, I should call you Chief, but we're, since we're old buddies now being on this committee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're really, um, you know, we're optimistic about tonight. We think that, you know, the people in town have a grasp of how important this is to both their safety and the safety of our first responders. And, you know, we're optimistic that we'll have a positive vote tonight and we'll continue to put out information um, right up until Saturday. If people have questions, they feel free to reach out to the, the police chief or I, and we're more than happy to answer any questions that people have. If they want tours of the facilities, whatever, you know, any we, we don't want to leave any stone unturned. So whatever it takes, uh, we're there to answer questions and make sure we have informed voters. And we want to thank you, Sharon McNamara, for all your time and resources uh, which you never had to do you just volunteered and it goes a long way when it comes to making a difference here absolutely well, my pleasure my pleasure guys and i think christine hit it well this past weekend christine james is you know i've been passionate about certain things in my life that have always been sort of revolved around my children or my family my husband's with me tonight and you know i just i look at the conditions that you're in and i just think that this is what you need i wouldn't want any of my family members working in the conditions that you're working in and i know it's hard i'm trying to have perspective of how people are thinking about their tasks taxes um 
Um, I've been trying to, you know, help people through that. The longer we wait, the more it's going to be. So I just feel we cannot continue to keep kicking this can down the road. You guys and ladies, all of our first responders certainly deserve um, a safe place to call your home. Uh, no pun intended, but hey, it's my real estate show. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> so, all right, guys, I have my guests on with me. We're going to continue our show and I might let Jasmine uh, finish off my show so uh, my husband Mark and I can head over there. So save me a seat somewhere, will you? Can, oh, can you save me a book? I, I always end up not getting one of those books. Can you save me a book? We will do that for you. The warrant. Yeah, save me the warrant, please. <laughs> Thank you, husband. Bye. Where are you? <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I know you got this. I'm rooting for you. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. So, again, that was Chief McDonald and Chief Viveros, uh, both from Pembroke Fire and Pembroke um, Police Station. And uh, tonight's a big night, and we're hoping that, you know, if you are driving home right now and you're listening, it's important to get out there and uh, make your vote count and ask questions. That's what we're there for. So, um, and Saturday, don't forget to vote Saturday. All right, guys. Um, so sorry for that little break. It was just important because tonight is a big night. And I'm going to let you guys take over from here. You guys go at it. You geek out, like you say. It's all things mortgages. And um, I just love the two, hearing the two of you go back and forth. So, um, Mark, why don't we give you the opportunity to introduce yourself? Uh, although you are not in our general area, you are down in Florida. So uh, when people are looking for loans and things down there, you can service them there but tell everybody who you are yeah thanks for that and um so my name is mark itell i host the mr mortgage radio show we're nationally syndicated and we talk about this stuff every week so if anyone wants to learn more about me or the team or hear more mortgage babble just check out mrmortgageradio.com and uh, as always you can shoot us questions i'm always happy to help happy to answer and i'm glad that i'm with jasmine tonight because we do this once a week on our own um, platforms in clubhouse and i always enjoy the opportunity to discuss these topics that the the news whether intentionally or unintentionally seem to continually get wrong and it's just spinning people around the axle and i love the fact that you're you're providing this forum just so we can get the info out Mm -hmm. It's really important. And I think, too, just educating people on what they're hearing because I did an open house uh, a couple weekends ago, and there were 57 groups. Actually, Mark did it with me, my Mark here. Um, we had 57 groups of people come through. It was over 125 people. And I actually heard people saying, yeah, can you believe this whole situation, you know, that people with terrible credit scores are better off than us, and we have an 800 credit scores. We're just going to go out and, like, ruin our credit. So I think it's important to get the truths out. So where do you guys want to take it from here? I'm going to leave it yeah. up to can you guys. I just well, right I want to yeah, I I give this one to Jasmine because we were talking about this last week. We had we did a, a live Zoom and a live Facebook for this very same reason. And I'm not I want her to tell the story, but people are actually convinced that missing a car payment is somehow going to benefit them in applying for a new mortgage. And guys, that couldn't be further from the truth. But the fact that it's been misreported so often and so heavily that people are walking around and thinking hurting the credit that they've worked so hard to establish is somehow going to benefit them it, it, it's just it, it's dangerous so i'm going to let jasmine share the story that she shared with us last week yeah it was really exactly what you said sharon it's 
really bad on the misinformation. And so I had a, a set of clients, um, we're under contract right now. I was updating credit and I was like, okay, what happened here? I said, I had heard that getting a lower credit score would actually improve my interest rate. So I missed a couple car payments. Isn't this awesome? Tell me what I'm saving. And I'm actually, I had to restructure the whole loan, remove him so I could do it in just his wife's name because her credit was so much, so much higher. And now we've got, we had plenty of room in the debt to income. It was going to qualify nice and easily. And now because we have to pivot, it's going to be really tight. And the, the reason we have to do it is because the interest, the impact of the interest rate, same exact loan. Same property, same down payment, same everything. The only thing changing is the credit score is a half of percent higher with his new score than it would have been with his previous score. And it's almost almost three quarters of a percent um, better now with her current credit score than his new credit score. Oh. So it was it was an intentional tanking because he heard something on the news and it was a local anchor to our area and they straight out said you should just you should just hurt your credit that that's what we uh-huh. should be doing mm-hmm. i that heard was- that i we heard that on the news that morning i heard it i 100 percent heard that say it said mm-hmm. so one more time for the kids in the back <laughs> the lower your credit score you're going to pay a higher interest rate the higher your credit score, you're going to pay a lower interest rate. Now, respective to where things were three months ago, you're paying, if you have a higher credit score, you're paying a little more than you used to pay. And if you have a lower credit score, you're paying less than you used to pay. So proportionate to how things were, they have improved for the lower credit score person, but only compared to themselves. Compared to each other, a higher credit score still outweighs any lower credit score in every borrowing category from mortgage insurance premiums to down payment requirements to interest rate and that's where everybody's getting it wrong because we see that heat map and we've got you know we instantly flash to robin hood right rob from the rich give to the poor and in one context or another that's happening we're charging one class of borrower more in one class of borrower less so it's logical to assume one is subsidizing the other but but it's not a a proportionate change and it's still better for you to have a higher credit score and that's what i really think we need to beat home to the to the clients it and then secondly and this is and i'm sorry i jumped in late i was having some tech difficulties that's okay but i heard jasmine and she explained it wonderfully these fees although everybody heard about it recently they've been baked into the cake and i know that doesn't make it an easier pill to swallow but they didn't just happen last week those fees have been built in so the loans that were sold on the wholesale market well after you and i sign the papers at closing and borrow the money that loan gets packaged with many many others millions and millions of dollars worth of loans and then sold on the secondary market so in order for that transaction to happen after the first of the month, those prices took effect, meaning it's just like baking a cake. You have, mm-hmm. If you want that cake by 3 o'clock, you start baking it well earlier in the day. Those loan-level pricing adjustments were put into place long enough ago that all loans saleable on the secondary market to Fannie and Freddie had that pricing adjustment built in. Again, doesn't make it an easier pill to swallow, 
but just another point that people are um they're just they're misunderstanding it and it's all because of the news which is mind-blowing to me that they're getting it wrong and it's so interesting because it seems like a simple it seems like such common sense that you wouldn't want to ruin your credit score for any reason (laughs) like i i don't understand like it's just common sense in my opinion and if i was in the middle of a loan the first person i would call jasmine would be you (laughs) And, you know, I want to give some grace here because it is easy for someone to take five seconds out of their time. Look at the chart that that was rolling around. I will not share it again because it is Mm -hmm. that detrimental. And look at the the color brackets, the color coding. I mean, every it's it is done to invoke anger. The color Mm -hmm. choices, you know, the the key parts, even the, the things they highlighted. And it is it is an oversimplification over something that was, what was it, Mark, 10, 20 pages long, the the Fannie Mae announcement? It was pages and pages of data. And they're taking five seconds in zero mortgage industry to process this. Uh, Sorry, mortgage mortgage industry experience to process this. They don't have the tools. And also it looks new. It looks like, okay, I'm now getting this charge. You don't know how interest rates are made. You see the cake at the end, right? And you're mm-hmm. you're happy with it. You're cutting it. You're you're celebrating, but you don't see the flour and the sugar and all these things. Now, this is one of the ingredients, and mm-hmm. it has been since 2008. And really, what kind of what where I really want people to understand is it's okay that you don't know, mm-hmm. but you have to realize as an industry professionals who can translate it for you have to trust us like having an argument with me about it telling me that i'm wrong on it isn't going to get you a lower interest rate that i can see behind the curtain i can explain it to you i can't tell you how many people don't believe me when i'm like your higher credit score is definitely better because of that two seconds and so it's like mm-hmm. you take that information you get angry about it you internalize it whether you whether you're you know just angry because it's new or because you need something to be angry about um, or because you're like in the process and thinking okay this was going to be this much cheaper last week slow down Mm -hmm. from three months ago yes more expensive yep now since since the you know beginning of january versus now if you're in that bucket a little bit more expensive but not from three weeks ago not from a month ago not from two months ago that's already reflected Mm -hmm. that's already in there so process it for yourself and based on your loan. Also, if you have an FHA, USDA, VA loan, this doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. So some of the people who have been really angry have been my my FHA clients. I'm like, this doesn't apply to you at all. Mm-hmm. This this has nothing to do with you. This is Fannie Mae and Freddie, Mae, Freddie Mac adjustments. So really, you have to take the information. You're allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. Take it up the take it up the chain. Complain to the CFPB. You know, write write letters to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Get involved if it's something you know you, you want to. But don't think that this is a new situation, a new tax on you. Don't think that this is something that came out of the woodworks. And don't think that that chart that you're seeing is the end pricing. Because Mark and I talked about this. Uh, mortgage Mark and I talked about this. Um, <laughs> multiple times about how people think that that's a, that's either an impact on the interest rate like say one bracket says 0.75 yeah. now they're like okay if it's six percent now my interest rate 6.75 percent yeah or they'll think now if my interest rate was six percent now i have 0.75 in points cost it's neither it's coming into the cake ingredients and so it doesn't impact your cake it just impacts the balance of how that cake is made and okay. so understanding it as a whole is important. So like if I was making a carrot cake, maybe a few more carrots. Right, right. I think that's a brilliant <laughs> ana- analogy. 
it's just a it's a different mix of the same ingredients that that are baking the cake and the end result will be the same you'll have the same cake and most people don't realize that when and jasmine mentioned a great point the the the, the, the by the time the interest rates get to the consumer and these aren't fees that we arbitrarily as individual lenders you know choose to invoke jasmine and i in different regions of the country with different firms are still governed by those same guidelines because we're trying to bake a cake and those ingredients are, were arbitrarily changed and we are all as an industry putting strategies in place to make it work whether it's a rate buy down or switching to a different program and there are some programs as jasmine mentioned the government loans fha va usda that aren't affected in the investor space they're not affected with the with the what we call non-qm loans it's just the fannie and freddie um buckets but i guess the one another thing that we we've said it before but i really want to put an exclamation point behind it and jasmine just explained it brilliantly that 0.75 percent adjustment or three quarters of a point right that doesn't get added to your closing costs as three quarters of a point nor does it change your interest rate by three quarters of a point because these ingredients in this cake they've they range on the average loan between two and four percentage points that we're using the ingredients whether the down, down payments this the credit scores this all of those ingredients affect the cake which is the interest rate and they've always done it it's just a change to that recipe so i thought that was a brilliant analogy and then it doesn't impact your interest rate either as a percentage because last week was was you know ground zero for confusion because we had the mm-hmm. federal reserve raise interest rates by a quarter of a point which is the overnight rate doesn't impact directly mortgage rates but nobody understands that nor do they want to hear it and we had these loan level pricing adjustments so the average person out there says wait a minute i was quoted six percent last week and now this chart tells me i get a three quarter of a point uh, uh fee increase and the Fed just increased it. That means my 6% rate is 7 or my 7 is 8. This is crazy. Well, that's not what happened. So I think getting this message out there, if it does, first of all, none of us are defending it. We are all equally upset for different reasons because it's an arbitrary money grab. And I can argue politically all the way back for the last 10 years, these fees should have been reduced for everybody. The Mm -hmm. reason they were invoked, we've long gotten past that economic environment. So yes, the fees for the lower credit score borrower should have been lowered because they were astronomical. And the higher credit score borrower, if you're putting, in my opinion, now this Mm -hmm. is just me, one guy who's been doing this for a long time. If you're putting 20% down, You've established a risk threshold that doesn't require mortgage insurance that Mm -hmm. every bank is comfortable with. You should pay no fee. Mm -hmm. You should pay no additional fee because you are establishing a very low risk threshold to the bank. But that's my own argument. So, yes, we should all be upset, but we also need to understand what it's actually doing to us. And it's not impacting anybody as 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 much as they think it is and certainly not enough to justify not moving forward mm-hmm. with a major decision in life like buying or selling real estate. And perhaps Especially it is if you're in- comfortable with the payment. 
Exactly. No, sorry. And maybe it isn't impacting them, you know, financially as much as they are. But I think it's like bruised feelings about it because of them feeling like that, you know, the the whole stealing from the rich to give to the poor type thing. Or and I think who's seeing it is it isn't even the rich rich because they're probably not even paying attention anyways because it doesn't really matter to them. It's, you know who it's mattering to is the people in the middle. <laughs> that worked really hard that, to get to that point that they've got great credit and a exactly. great payment. And it's, we're in this whole pay your fair share environment politically. Yeah. And in some instances, that's probably, you know, a justifiable um, argument. But this feels like one of those being applied to somebody who's already paid their fair share in life, done the, the, the diligent things, managed their credit saved a down payment and you and you, there's no justification to penalize those people mm-hmm. i you know and guys like me coming on and saying guys the fees have always been there don't worry about them i came up with this the other day i said it would be like being at a restaurant and you're eating your soup and you find a hair in your soup and you call the waiter over to complain and the waiter says ah mark don't worry about it that hair has always been there you are really <laughs> enjoying the soup just keep eating and don't worry about it mm-hmm. you know it's that kind of feels dismissive when we say, eh, don't worry about it. It's, it's always been there. And I don't think that's any of our ob- objectives in dismissing it, mm-hmm. but just making people aware that because they are there and because they're built into the rate and because the fees are w- way, way more than just three quarters of a point, it's it's a speed bump in the road and not a big you know hill to climb. Yeah. I'm going to give the phone number just in case we have any of our listeners that might want to ask a question uh, on this topic because I, I know everybody's talking about it because I hear it everywhere. Um, and it's funny because everything I hear is wrong. <laughs> Based, on, I was like, you have to listen to the show that I did with, you know, with Jasmine and Mark. You just please just listen to it, listen to it. Uh, but if you are listening to all my WATD listeners, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. George is in studio and my I am here along with my husband of 30 years. Uh, thank you for sitting side by side with me. Yeah, couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't think, think of, of it. Any other place you, oh my gosh, I love that. Did you bring me supper? <laughs> I did. Oh, good. Thank. I'll eat that on the way to town meeting. Uh, again, seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. If you have any questions uh, regarding this topic, any other mortgage uh, questions that you might have uh, for them as well, please call in. Um, okay, Jazz. Take. Uh, do you hate when I do that? I, I know you probably hate that word when I, people call you Jazz. No, it just comes no, out of me. Okay. I've, <laughs> I, I, I've long since shaken that. Okay. Um, if new people call me Jazzy, I find that very weird. Um, <laughs> when people that don't know me call me Shah, I'm like, you haven't earned that right yet. <laughs> you gotta earn. You, gotta earn you have not earned with, that right yet. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you what people call me. We'll keep that off the air. <laughs> I will be asking you about that uh, mortgage mark on Thursday. Uh, but you know, mortgage mark is right. Um, it's not so much that we're up here saying don't be mad about it because it's it, you know it, it's always existed. It is be mad about the things that impact you with knowledge Mm -hmm. figure out how it impacts you first of all does it even impact you right and go about it go about it the right way you know don't just hear rumors and and think that you know and and try to be mad because someone told you to be mad that's really what gets me like the the announcement timing 
um, and we talked about this, Mortgage Mark and I talked about this offline a little bit. The timing of this announcement is really peculiar with a lot of other things that was rolled out the same exact day. Um, like some big investment firms getting a ton of money to buy single family residence was rolled out just an hour after this. And so if you're angry about it, first put it in context. See how it actually plays out because you don't know what those loan level pricing adjustments were before. So if you don't know what they were before, this adjustment chart doesn't mean anything to you. And then if you can't price a mortgage loan, then it doesn't really mean anything to you too until you talk to a professional. So get the information based on you. Don't just be like, I'm putting off my home search this year because it's this much more expensive. I'm gonna wait for them to, to settle it out. Well, it's been here since 2008. And yeah. so if if it gets settled, it'll be. It'll so why, why, why is it just coming out now? Like who, who released this? And was it ever, it, it was never like a sort of like listed on a HUD or a CD because it was a HUD back then and a CD never listed anywhere. It was just part of these are the fees. These are whatever. This is what my cake makes. So somebody's trying to piss people off by releasing the heat map. So who is yeah, it? That's what. <laughs> I'll let Mortgage Mark. Uh, no, no, no. I think, that's I think it's brilliant. So the reason nobody's seen these fees is because it's built into the interest rate. Okay. It's mm -hmm. just like, as, as much as I hate this analogy, it's like going to the car dealer and they're throwing in the undercoating and they're throwing yeah. in the floor mats, but you never see that because it's all built into the, the, the transaction. So the difference might've been a 6% interest rate versus a six and a quarter if all those fees weren't in there. But you as a borrower never knew that because uh -huh. you were quoted six and a quarter. That's what shows up on your settlement statement or in the old days on the HUD. Yeah, You don't see all of the fees that are built into that six and a quarter because the lenders make money by originating a loan. That's how we on the ground level get paid. We get paid a very small percentage of the transaction for delivering that loan to the market. But the investors get paid to collect interest or they can get upfront fees when they sell those mortgage-backed securities amongst themselves. The higher the interest rate, the more valuable that is. So these loan level pricing adjustments are more built in so that there's an attractive interest rate on the secondary market and the interest rate is adjusted to risk. And it's a, extremely complicated. And I don't think anybody has ever understood it because when you call your bank or you call Jasmine or you call myself and we say the rate of the day is six and then you call three other people and if everybody says the rate of the day is six, you know the rate of the day is six, you never deconstruct that rate to see what fees were attributed to what to make that interest rate six. And mo honestly, most loan officers don't even understand it. They uh -huh. pull their computer up and their pricing of the day is right out there for everybody to see. So when you go to an, a website like Mortgage News Daily, which I talk about all the time, it's a great website for people just to get a high level overview of what's going on without deep, deep diving. And you see a rate of 6.68%, I think was earlier today. That has all of it built in. That's why nobody, nobody's been aware of it. And I think the, that heat map was the best illustration of how it affected individuals that individuals could understand. It's like the, 
I don't. We're probably uh, uh, Sharon. You and I are probably old enough to remember Garanimals. Oh Jasmine, yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> yeah, with okay, the you do. So Come when on. we were kids, I have we one on now. The, okay, <laughs> that's the only thing that gets me dressed in the morning. Yeah. but that was understandable, right? We mm-hmm. took the little lion and we found the pants with the little lion on them, and yep. then we knew we could leave the house and our mother wouldn't slap us in the back of the head. Yep, we understood <laughs> that because it was very simple. Mm-hmm. And. This heat map is very simple. And I said it last time we were on the air. It looks like one of those Doppler weather radar charts, right? Red (laughs) is bad. Green is okay. Yellow Mm -hmm. is somewhere in the middle. And they did a brilliant job of illustrating who is affected in which direction, up or down. And I think because of that, it clearly indicates that a big percentage of people who, for all intents and purposes, should have the red carpet rolled out for them, are suddenly realizing, wait a minute, I've been paying a fee and now I'm gonna pay a higher fee. I don't know what the intent was behind it. I think it was just done in this technology age to make a 10 page document, one easy to digest document. But I promise you that's what sparked it because the same people that are smart enough to sit on the news and tell people to miss car payments to get a better interest rate are the ones that are looking at that map. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's the scary truth. They look at that and see, Oh, green means good. You want to be here, not knowing what that, what any of that means, other than it's an improvement from what it used to be. So, I don't know the logic behind it, other than that was the best and most simple illustration that I've ever seen for a ten-page document um, of changes to fees. So, cover the fees too. It doesn't even cover like the the two big changes that happened last year are three to over four points difference on second homes and investments. That got me really, really angry. I hopefully we can focus some anger there as well. Um, if you're buying an investment or a second home, it is points more expensive than it was. We're talking, you know, for a $400,000 loan, somewhere between twelve dollars and $17,000 more expensive um, because of the classification for second home and investors. Really? And they did that Oh yeah, from from two years ago. That yeah. was, that changed last year. Um, oh my gosh, maybe even two years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. it, but that rolled out and the, it increased a couple times. These long loan pricing adjustments have changed over the years, and that right there, you know, if you were shopping in the in the middle for an investment property or a second home, and then your rates shot up, that's a loan level pricing adjustment change. But you um, said it. You said it right there. Their rates went up. They didn't yeah. realize why they went up. They just heard, yeah. wait a minute, second homes and investment properties are now higher interest rates. Huh. But it was as a direct result of those changes and people didn't understand the recipe that made that change and now they do. Or at least they, they understand the illustration of it. They don't understand the fundamentals of it. But this is yeah. going to have to, I already thought of another topic for another show. So this is how it goes with you guys. Maybe it's just our show from now on, the three of us, right? And Melissa, when she comes back. But Mark, I know like listening to Clubhouse in the morning, it seems like Florida, there's just more and more people that are going to Florida and flocking to Florida. And we, of course, saw the people here that were snowbirds. But um, I'm just curious, the people that you're seeing there, are they people who are moving in and they're doing it full time? So they're selling their primary or are they, is it a second home for them? Well, that's the, um, that's the age old question, right? Because (laughs) there's a lot of people who will buy in, in, in just to back up for one second, the, the logic behind the increase in second homes 
um, interest rate or the LLPAs that directly influenced interest rate were that suddenly a lot of people were buying investment property with the intent to Airbnb it because this is a pretty new phenomenon, right, in our world, the whole Airbnb thing. Before, if you bought a second home in Florida, you might be lucky to rent it out a few months if your building allowed it uh, Mm -hmm. during the summer for off-season. Now, suddenly, Airbnb allows you to rent it out every other weekend that you're not there. So people were calling investment property second homes and getting a preferential interest rate and a preferential down payment because for a minute there, they were treated like primary residences as far as pricing. So there was a threshold of mortgages that were second homes that exceeded a comfort level and they look at everything compared to the Great Recession and saying, okay, wait a minute, you know, 18% of all mortgages originated were second homes and we're now at, and I don't know if these are the exact numbers, but that was the logic that they were they were using saying, okay, we're approaching this threshold that we saw problems with in the past. We're gonna treat them both as investment properties. But to answer your question, people would love to be able to have two primary residences. So what we see a lot of is people will buy the Florida house as an Airbnb with a DSCR loan because it's easier. And those interest rates are starting to get pretty parallel. And then they'll relocate eventually and make it their primary because they can't claim primary in both um, both instances and treating it as a true second home takes that rental piece out of the equation. So a lot of people are just calling it what do you call it? a short-term rental mm-hmm. and using that strategy? All right, we're going to have yeah, a whole show on that, right, J- yeah. Jasmine? Okay, so that's going to—I already put it down. Fall. That's going to—we're going to be talking about all that because we could really, really go in. We literally have four minutes left. Yeah. So this is what I wanted. Um, so when we ended the last time, you were telling—you said FHA would be a better place for people to be, anyways. So maybe it doesn't even really matter, but. Jasmine, you have like two minutes here to try to get what your thoughts were out about that FHA being a better place. When we're talking about the lower credit score bucket, when you're talking about that for pricing, interest rates are very sensitive in the conventional loans for for FICO scores. With FHA, it's not so much. The coupon is already lower. There's it's government, you know, insured. So there's already some security for lenders. Interest rates start off lower. So you're not going to have as big of an impact with a lower credit score. Now I'm used to be 680 under. Now it's kind of 700 under with these new adjustments. And so with a lower credit score, you're going to have savings on the interest rate and the mortgage insurance nine times out of 10. So if convention, if FHA is an option, the payment difference can be, you know, hundreds of dollars less on on a five, you know, in our market with the average price of homes, or, you know, the average price of my, my loans right now are $523,000. So we're talking about hundreds of dollars a month going FHA versus conventional. So where they made the savings for conventional, I really only found it to be people who can't go FHA. Say it's a condo that's not FHA approved, or mm-hmm. it's a single family home that's got some chipping paint or some sort of safety issues, you know, quote unquote safety issue um, that can't go FHA. Mm-hmm. I think mortgage mark, do you agree with that? hundred percent. I think if you take a 635 credit score borrower, in apples to apples, FHA beats it all day, every day, and that's partially Twice because on Sunday. The, <laughs> Sunday that's partially because the the program carries a, a better interest rate from the beginning. But FHA reduced their mortgage insurance component. That cost was reduced 
And if you take those two factors together, it's always been a lower price compared to the same borrower conventional. It still is, even with these adjustments. So assuming the property meets FHA guidelines, I don't think these loan level pricing adjustments help as much as they're being sold us to help because FHA has always been a better choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there are a couple of things. The mortgage insurance is for the life of the loan um, for 30-year fixed FHA loans, and you're going to pay um, mortgage insurance premium up front of 1.75, which gets rolled into your loan. So if you're borrowing 100000 you're really borrowing 101750 right? So you have those two drawbacks, but otherwise, you're really looking at FHA under those credit scores. So Can you we, hear my we music? <laughs> Can nope. you hear the music? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <But> that's it. <laughs> I know. And here we go. So again, I love having you guys on. We could talk about this all the time. I'm sorry I had to interrupt with the Chiefs. Will you come back yet again? I think we have we all will. the technical stuff down. I love having you. So we're going to connect again next month on some topic. You guys come up with it. And we can do Saturday, which is a whole hour rather than just the 30 minutes or so that we have. Thank you again, Jasmine and Mark. Have a great week. I got to get to town meeting and vote. Bye. Bye. Bye.